Uh, Jake, I don't feel like doing an intro this week. Cameron, neither do I. Well, hey, everybody. My name's Jason Hook, and I'm doing the intro this week. Welcome to Region Unlocked, Season 2. Yeah. Welcome back, everyone, to Region Unlocked. My name's Cameron. And I'm Jake. And as you just heard in the intro, let me, I'll go ahead and get right to it. We've got another guest this week, and this is a guest I've been wanting to have on for a very long time because he's one of our most avid listeners, and he gets name dropped <laughs> almost every episode. That is the one and only Jason Huck. Welcome, What's up, Jason. everybody? <laughs> Welcome. It's good to have you with us. How are you guys? I'm not bad. Yeah, me neither. Doing all right. All right. So, Jason, when we have guests, I like to start off by asking a question. And that question is, what is your favorite video game of all time? As of this moment, my favorite video game of all time would have to be Overwatch for sure. <laughs> that makes sense, huh? Nice. How much time do you think you have logged in Overwatch? Uh, between between console and PC, over a thousand hours for sure. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Holy cow! That's impressive. I yeah, I'm nice. impressed with how long you've kept up with that game, and I'm glad you do because it's kept me in it as well. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just I just like how it plays. It. Yeah, it's always fun. It's a good game. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Okay, Jason. Well, in the spirit of season two where it's you know the the gamecube generation what would be your number one gamecube game of all time well i'd still say it's resident evil 4 for sure nice very nice yes indeed but the game we're covering today is up there as well so but uh resident evil 4 is definitely my favorite gamecube game well what's so great about it well i just like the I liked shooting zombies. That was that was lots of fun, of course. But um, of course. just the the jump scares the first few times you play it, play through it, and you could always when you beat it, you can go back and use the Tommy gun and just destroy yeah. zombies. That was so much fun. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of memories with you and me playing that. Jake and I, we actually just recorded that episode a few weeks ago, okay. and. Uh, a lot of my memories are it's like, yep, I was playing with Jason and got too scared and made him play instead. <laughs> <laughs> we were playing it on vacation somewhere. I can't remember, but... Yeah, Hilton Head. Oh, Hilton Head, yep. That's right. <laughs> Your guys' stories inspired me to play it, too. Nice. <laughs> All right, well, shall we get into it for today? Yeah, let's, go. let's do it. All right, so today our plan was we, we wanted to talk a lot about Sega and Sega's relationship with GameCube. Because as we mm -hmm. know, the Dreamcast, unfortunately, ended up flopping. And because the architecture was so similar to GameCube, they ended up porting quite a few games over to the GameCube after the Dreamcast was gone, which, you know, was wonderful for all of us. And there's a few games that we wanted to talk about, but as we did research, there is one game in, in particular that stood out the most, that's got just so much to talk about and that obviously is sonic adventure 2 battle but before that 
I just real quick wanted to talk about another game that is very near and dear to my heart and Jason's, and that is Fantasy Star Online Episodes 1 and 2. So Jason, you're the one who got me into this game. What started this off for you? How did you discover this game? Um, it was actually a friend in my neighborhood. Yeah. Um, you probably know him. His name. I'll just say his name. First name Evan. Yeah, I remember that. He's he started playing it, and then I started playing it. I guess that's the the basic answer there. But <laughs> um, I guess you guys got even more addicted to it than I I was, honestly. But <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. I don't know why we later got into it because you played it so much so far before any of the other the friend group started playing it and then all of a sudden everyone was i think it must have just been because the aries got it and we were all playing it at their house and then that just caused everyone else to get it from there it was it was a fun game to play together i mean mm-hmm. i don't know if i really like playing it by myself as much but it was a fun group game definitely so, if you've never heard of Fancy Star Online, or, or PSO, as it's called for short, big game at the time, one of the only games to be online for the GameCube, where you could actually do online multiplayer, which was crazy, and I think Jake and I, we glossed over that a bit in the GameCube episode, where we talked about how people were hacking and downloading games from PSO, mm. like using their network adapter, which is <laughs> funny, um, but basically... It's a, it's a pretty simple RPG where you can choose between uh, like a warrior class, a ranger, and like a magic class. And it's funny because it's called episodes one and two. All we ever played was episode one. Yep. Did you ever touch episode two? I did not. <laughs> I believe I believe Evan did, but that's because he was like level 100 something. Well... But it's just so silly. It makes no sense because you can really pick up episode two after you beat episode one the first time and you're like at level, I don't know, 20 when you beat that game. (laughs) And we would just run these four levels. The game's only four levels. The the forest, the caves, the mines, and the ruins. And that's all we did. And I don't know why we never touched episode two, which was a much bigger game and had different monsters to fight. It is just ridiculous. I bet we all put a collective 2000 hours in that game. Oh, yeah. Or more. Whoa. (laughs) And never touched episode two. (laughs) We're done. (laughs) And wow. (laughs) I don't know. I think maybe it's because. And Jason, you can uh, attest to this. Cal, Cal Airy, he was, he was pretty much the leader of the friend group. And yep. he's, he didn't do episode two, so we didn't do episode two. It's like what, what he said goes. And that's just how it was. I don't know if you remember that quick story where Andrew and him got in a fight. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you said it before on this podcast, maybe. Yeah, I did. Andrew deleted our saves and... uh he paid for it violently, but yeah, that's how our Oof. time with that game ended. But actually, Andrew and I both started playing it in college again, and we, we got pretty far back into it, it was, but we still never did episode two, of course. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But it's great. It's very JRPG, I'd say. a lot. Of, it's very text-heavy. It isn't the prettiest, and... <laughs> it's just this simple hack and slash or shooter 
of collecting loot and getting those rare items. That was pretty much it. Simplicity was nice. Yep. Maybe that's why we didn't venture out of episode one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I never played the forced characters, which were the support characters, I guess. I was yeah. looking up. I never I played I always either played a whatever they were called, hunters and rangers. Yeah. So the force they were the magic users and the, like any human character in that game could use magic, but the force characters they could use it like amplified. Like that was their main attack was just magic. And the problem with them is you had to be pretty rich to play them to level up their mag because oh, okay. I forget what you had to buy, but whatever you had to buy to feed the mag was expensive. So you had to invest quite a bit to be good at them. But yeah, once they got leveled up, they wrecked everything. I got you. Yeah, you just fed them kind of anything, but I'm sure the good stuff costed more for sure. Yeah. Jake, anything to say? About PSO, no, I'm I'm genuinely enjoying these stories. Uh, I never really played it at all, except for maybe five minutes at one point on the Dreamcast. But no, I <laughs> I don't have anything to say about Fantasy Star Online. Okay, but apparently I'm I'm not allowed to try Episode Two. So yeah, don't don't you dare. <laughs> we it's, didn't do it. You don't do it either. <laughs> I, I will remember that if I ever pick it up. Like oh no, I'm not touching that one. Staying away. All right. Well, then, enough of that. Jake, would you like to lead us into what we've all been waiting for? And that is oh, Sonic yes. Adventure 2. Yes. Battle. Absolutely. Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. Oh, my goodness. Follow me and we'll listen no no well, okay i was put, trying to go a, somewhere but no put a little more effort into that come on <laughs> oh no no it's it's follow me set me free trust me and we'll listen to this portion of the podcast which is going to be <laughs> sonic 2 adventure or sonic adventure 2 battle there was that a little more uh effort well i was hoping was that, it, was that i was better? hoping it'd be a little more melodic that it would go with the song <clears throat> Follow me, set me free, trust me, and we'll listen to Sonic Adventure 2 Battle on this podcast right now. Okay. <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> was that better? Was that better? Oh, that was um, wonderful. Oh, thank you. Uh, so, Sonic Adventure 2 Battle uh, is the, not the sequel, but the revamped version of Sonic Adventure 2, correct? Correct. Uh, which was on the Dreamcast, which is uh, what you just said, but I believe it was the last game to be produced for the Dreamcast. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, as far as I know. But uh, apparently, because I guess it was not, it, it wasn't totally up to par on the uh, Dreamcast, I, like you said, the GameCube was the perfect opportunity for some of these games to be uh, re-released um, and sort of revamped in a way. So this game was released on uh, December 20th, 2001, in Japan, of course, because it's a Japanese game. So, of course, it came out comes out first mm -hmm. and then in north america on february 11th 2002 uh, i never played this when it first came out but the first time i heard about this game was through you so uh yeah actually once again you've introduced me to a fantastic game that i spent a lot of time with uh so cameron what were some of your first memories about this game what, what are some of your uh, i guess impressions that are 
you know, that, that initially come to your mind when you think of Sonic Adventure 2 Battle? Okay. Um, so funny you say you learned it from me because I learned it from Jason, I'm sure, playing this <laughs> game at his house. Um, obviously, the, the most memorable part of this game is just the way it begins. You drop out of a helicopter or an airplane and just mm-hmm. go skidding down it's modeled after San Francisco, but after these these hills down the city and this cool over-the-top soundtrack is playing and <laughs> it ends with a massive semi crashing down a hill chasing you. Um, it's it's definitely uh, gripping, to say the least, at the beginning of this game. Agreed. Uh, I feel the same way. It, it, it grabs your attention right away. It's got a great hook. And it always, it, it's always like that with Sonic, I feel like, like you said, <laughs> over the top. <laughs> but uh, Jason, okay, since Cameron got the idea from you, you tell us a little bit about your first impressions with this game. I mean, I I always liked, um, you know, just playing through it. I like the three-part style, kind of, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. You had Sonic, you'd run through his stuff, and with, uh, well, it was Knuckles, you had to find his... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you had to find yeah. the jewels. And uh, I was trying to think of, oh, Tails. Mm-hmm. Tails, you had the, what's that called? Like an android robot thing mm-hmm. that he mm. flew around in and blasted stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I do remember that part. That part was cool. Just the having the three types of game styles you could play through. Yeah, it definitely gave yeah. you a variety in what you were doing as you went through the game. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, Jason, you're the reason, I guess, today that we're talking about this game. Thanks, Jason. <laughs> Thanks for being with us today. Is, was, is um, he the hook you were talking about? Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> it made me laugh, but I guess it doesn't get old. <laughs> what, using your name like that? Yeah. Or this game? Using my name like that. All right. <laughs> so, uh, let's actually, let's talk about that, what Jason said, how it is broken down into three parts we've got sonic and shadow who are equivalents um they're fast-paced platforming and then mm-hmm. we've got uh miles and eggman who do these robot shooting parts and then we've got the absolute worst part of the game which is knuckles and rouge uh who basically play a game of hot and cold <laughs> right yeah to figure out where they, the emeralds are around levels mm-hmm. well i mean yeah, those those are the three core varieties of uh, levels, but there's also the best one, and that is the chows. <laughs> oh, let's let's hold off on chows. That's a whole separate conversation. <laughs> yes, but the preview is there. Boom. Stay okay. uh, stay tuned, folks. Um, <laughs> all these levels they take place in like real real time locations, or they're based on real time locations in mm-hmm. America, because America is apparently cool. Well, uh, uh, let me interrupt you. <laughs> so I want to say it's ironic that you said, like, this came out in Japan first because it's developed by a Japanese company. Before this game came out, Team Sonic had actually split into two teams, one based in Japan and one based in San Francisco. And so mm. this was a team of Japanese people living in San Francisco making a Japanese game, but based it almost entirely off of that city. That is why oh. everything looks like San Francisco and the Golden That's Gate Bridge. That's true. And yeah. But yeah, they developed it for Japan first, which is, again, funny because one of the standout things about this game is how terrible the audio, the, like the dialogue <laughs> and the syncing is, is so bad. 
Yeah. <laughs> and it's bad. I know exactly what you're talking about there. Like, there's a bunch of parts where they talk over each other all the time. Yeah. You're comparing yourself to me? Huh. You're not even good enough to be I'll my make you eat those words! It's because all the animations are still in sync with the Japanese dialogue, which is quicker and shorter. So yeah. instead of, you know, talking faster in English, they just let each other, they just talk over each other. <laughs> and, and on top of that, a lot of the parts, the background music is mixed so loud where uh-huh. it's hard to hear what people are saying. It's, it's a mess. As a child, I looked up to my grandfather because of all the great things he accomplished in his life. He was my hero, and I wanted to be a great scientist like him. But did he really mean to destroy us? I don't know, but what I do know is we all did it together. You're right. Such a mess. It's a mess. <laughs> but that's a mess that we've all decided to look past. It's apparently not that worth it because we had fun with this game. It was it's still really fun to play, especially yeah. the Sonic levels. I love those. And Shadow. And Shadow, yes, of course. The Edge Lord uh, we needed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> You're very right. He's very edgy. <laughs> this, this whole this whole game just oozes. 2000s like it's so yeah especially with shadow and how just extreme it is and all the -the over-the-top music like this game has some amazing cheesy music yeah very 90s-esque very 90s la style i love it so i'd say every character has like a theme Mm -hmm. jason i'll go to you which character has like the best theme in your opinion? I don't know. I always thought it was Shadow was obviously the coolest, but oh yeah, definitely. I don't, I don't, I don't remember all of them, yeah, but cool. I remember Shadows. I was yeah. this was cool. Jake, Sonic. All the way. Sonic all the way. Yeah, Sonic all the way. I I love that over-the-top nonsense style. (laughs) I'd say mine is Eggman's. Eggman's theme is my favorite. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's got a very, like, industrial sound to it. And I don't remember that one. It's like <laughs> something like that. Nice. Nice. Fantastic. <laughs> Just talking about this brings back all these little memories like oh yeah, yeah, I remember that one playing. <laughs> I remember seeing that location. To add on that, let me... Two more things. Well, one more thing. Rouge, her audio... All of her worlds and levels were very, like... Is, were they sexy? Is that the word for it? It's just... Ha, ha, sultry. Ha, Almost ha, like sultry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all, like, very breathy and... I don't yep. know. I mean, her whole character is very weird. 
great film noir. <laughs> and then we got Knuckles. All of his is like gangster rap. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, I remember that now. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's all that plays when he's when he's digging for his his treasures. Oh my gosh. Uh, it just it just immediately came back into my head because all these gangster raps are just like describing what's going on in that level. <laughs> and wait, really? Yeah, because I'm just thinking. <laughs> there's one level I used to run over and over again to collect a skeleton dog for the chows, and mm-hmm. it just the beat starts off. It's like, yo, this is Knuckles. I'm here in Pumpkin <laughs> Hill, and that's just how that song starts out. And I heard it <laughs> over and over on repeat. It's just. Rapping about the level. <laughs> Gotta find the That's... emeralds. <laughs> That's so funny, it's true. You know me, the fighting freak knuckles, and we're at Pumpkin Hill. You ready? I ain't gonna let it get to me. I'm just gonna creep. Down in Pumpkin Hill, I yeah, got to find no my right? I mean, it's I getting to the point. It's sticking with the subject matter. I mean, Sonic's escaping from the city. <laughs> what does it sing about? Escaping from the city. from the city. Okay, here's some trivia for you. City Escape, first level. Straight up ripped off from the one and only Pepsi Man. Pepsi Man! So I told you, Jake, while you're in Japan, you need to go find the Pepsi Man PS1 game. But yeah, there is a level in Pepsi Man, straight up, where he is boarding down san francisco hills exactly like sonic and then it escaping from a semi chasing him from behind whoa yeah holy cow so this whole time we thought we were building we were playing this awesome edgy game but it was really just ripping off a pepsi commercial i missed out on some serious product placement there that's not true yeah you're right (laughs) hold on speaking of product placement so around this game there are billboards for soap shoes Wait, what? Yeah. You'll see this logo that says soap and Oh. I think they're real. Soap Let me double shoes. check. I've never heard of I think of that. that's a real thing. Okay. Uh, yes, it is. So it's a real brand and basically they are made for, you know, youths, these punks, and they have a gap in the sole so you can like jump and grind down rails. Oh snap. And so those the shoes, those big old chunky shoes Sonic is wearing are actual soap shoes. Wow. No wonder he can grind down all those rails and surf all the way through <laughs> San Francisco. I mean, right there, it's just telling you how reliable that product is. On top of that, he gets chased by a semi that's <laughs> knocking down cars and buildings and stuff. Yeah. It's amazing how fast he can run away from that. Anyway. <laughs> you guys think of uh, Tony Hawk at all when you see Sonic grinding on the rails? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you Absolutely. know, it's it's crossed my mind. Absolutely, the, yeah. The first time I played it, I thought, oh, the, is this just Tony Hawk or what? <laughs> Tony Hawk Sonic. <laughs> some, uh, some Tony Hawk levels do get that edgy, too. There's, like, a little bit of non-realism to them. A little bit of uh, over-the-topness. Let's move on to the story. Jason... Mm. Can you uh, can you summarize the story of this game? Do you remember it all? Kind of. <laughs> um, I mean, it's essentially they're trying to stop Doctor Eggman because he got a hold of Chaos Emeralds and took them to the Ark, mm-hmm. right? That he can uh, 
I don't know, he can use to destroy parts of the earth or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically, crazy. it's a weird mess. I read the whole thing on Wikipedia today, or a different wiki, that was super detailed. And a lot of it was like, wow, this went over my head as a middle schooler playing this game. I did not catch all these story beats. <laughs> it's definitely weird. Let me go ahead and just try to give us a quick summary. So the backstory that we don't quite see in the game is that Eggman... Hey, editing Cameron here. I meant to say Dr. Robotnik, not Eggman. Two different people. Uh, he's got this granddaughter named Maria, and basically Maria is dying of fictional AIDS. It's called NIDS, like Neurological Immunodeficiency Syndrome, which is, you know, it's just a fictional version of AIDS. So Eggman... Nope, still Dr. Robotnik. While trying to figure out a cure for this, creates the ultimate life form, who is Shadow. So, like, Shadow is raised with Maria and they love each other and uh, it's all very weird seeing these cartoon hedgehogs uh, interacting with full-blown humans and their terrible models. It, it, it's bad. <laughs> uh, but anyway, actually I don't remember what shadow's goal is. Cause I don't think he's initially, He's not teamed up with Eggman because Eggman sees him and thinks he's Sonic. Everyone seems to get Sonic and Shadow confused through this whole game because, you know, they look exactly alike. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Good. there's a lot of emeralds involved, a lot of chaos for sure. And like Jason said, Eggman gets the emeralds. He creates this giant laser on the moon. I think he's just, isn't he just like holding Earth hostage? I don't know. I I think some other guy, I was trying to, I don't remember his name. Some other, some other person created this thing called the Ark. And then I remember he shot it at, at the moon. To, do you remember that at all? <laughs> yeah, I'm just wondering how much people listening care right now. Um, <laughs> they, they don't. Well, so long story short, it's like Eggman, he... Like, yeah, he sets up the base, but I don't remember what his goal is. But then it turns out that Robotnik went crazy after Maria died. And he is like programmed this moon base to crash into the earth and destroy the earth. Mm. And that's when everyone comes together to disable the station. Uh, in the meantime, they discover the prototype for the ultimate life form, with his, which is this giant lizard. So you got to fight that. And then at the end, it uses chaos control and fuses with the station itself and tries to steer it into the earth. And then the coolest part in any game ever, Sonic and Shadow use the Chaos Emeralds and go Super Saiyan and fly through space <laughs> and take out, it's called a final hazard. And then Shadow, having fulfilled his purpose to protect the earth, which... Maria said, you got to give the people a chance to be happy. He falls to earth, never to be seen again until the Shadow the Hedgehog video game.
This is what you wanted, right? This is my promise I made to you. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. Beautiful. Beautiful. Nice. Dramatic storytelling there. I like it. Thank you. Yeah, not going to lie, though. You're right. I don't remember any of the story. <laughs> it was just, it was a fun action game. And that was, uh, that was what I remember. Um, just playing through the levels and not really paying attention to the story. So it's good that you mentioned the story because now it's like, oh, okay. Now that all kind of makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so question for both of you. Start with Jake. What do you think was just like, what's your favorite level of this whole game? The standout moment, let's say excluding the first level, City Escape. Oh, gosh. I liked the level with, okay, <laughs> it, yeah, this is going to be controversial. I like uh, playing as Knuckles and digging for those emeralds, as terrible as that is. <laughs> no, I mean, that was my opinion, so why do you like it? I, I guess maybe there's a bit of a sense of freedom. You can kind of go where you want. It's not as linear as some of the other levels. Yeah, uh, it's like a just a search and find. So I, I just found, I just found that appealing. I don't know. No, I get you. But um, that was that was my, or at least the most memorable level for me besides the first. So there you go. So <laughs> I will I will add to what you're saying and say that I didn't I did find some of those levels kind of peaceful. However, the time like you're racing the clock, which was a stressful part of it. But you're not really worrying about enemies for the most part, and you get to glide around, which is fun. Yeah. Yeah, I get you. How about you, Jason? Um, I actually... I, I was thinking I liked um, either Tails or Eggman the most. I can't remember which. Okay. But um, I just liked the simplicity of just being able to blast through robots and um, just... <laughs> I don't know. I... That, that was kind of my favorite part. It was just easy going, blast through robots, and get to the end. Yeah. Get to the objective. Uh, I'd say me. I just realized I don't have an answer. I hadn't thought of an answer. Probably the space, the Sonic and Shadow space levels at the end of the game. Just because they were. Oh, okay. They, they were challenging, for one. Uh, yeah, they were just, they were cool. Grinding through space on rails and taking rockets. And, yeah, this is cool. Awesome. Good chaotic fun. Ah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Has nothing to so, do with uh, the premise of the game. <laughs> so, okay. So that perfectly leads to our next section, which is to talk about the Chows. Chows, which is this incredible meta game within this game. And as I was working on my notes, I went to type chows and I was like, wait a second. That's just chaos. Chows is just the word chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Which True. leads you to think, what is the actual pronunciation of that? Is it chaos, cows, chows? I mean, it, it's chow is like cute and endearing, yeah. which is exactly what they are. So I always went with chow. That's what you said, right, Cameron? Ciao. Yeah. But it is just chaos. You're right. It is. Oh, man. This so, is what I spent most of my time with this game on. I think that's the case for most people, actually. Yeah. It just gave the game a lot more replayability, for sure. Oh, it was definitely. a really smart idea on their part. So, yeah, Jake, totally. describe the Chow 
gardens for us? So the chow gardens are, well, first let's talk about what the chows are exactly. Mm. Those are like, they're basically these cute little creatures. They look like little uh, plushies, basically, with mm -hmm. like big cute eyes. And essentially what, what this is, is you, you raise them uh, in the chow gardens. And depending on how you raise them is how they grow up, of course. And you can raise them to be either good, uh, neutral, or evil. But uh, the Chow Gardens are like this separate universe altogether. In it's it's the land in which they, they can be raised, and there's like a there's like a uh, like a heaven, and then like an underworld, basically, um, and then there's like a midworld. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you, you raise them in one of those areas, and depending on what you give them and how you treat them, that's how they're going to turn out, either yeah. good, neutral, or evil and you use them to like play games and you can compete with them and you you just you love them uh basically and you become attached to these little characters called chows and they hatch from these eggs right so you can get like a certain type of egg and hatch a certain one or you can hatch a neutral one and raise it how you like which mm -hmm. i think that's the basic gist of what the chows are and kind of what the chow gardens are uh wouldn't you say yeah <laughs> I mean, they're they're a peaceful little escape. Of, it is, especially yeah. I'd say, especially the neutral and the the heaven zones are very mm -hmm. peaceful. The underworld one, not as much. It's very yeah. gray and red and not that pleasant. But you uh, yeah. you also forgot their school. You can go to school. Oh. That's <laughs> Drop right. Drop them off at you daycare. And like you walk in and you hear like a bunch of little kindergarten voices singing, but it's the chows in the classroom. It's cute. <laughs> and you like, you can buy stuff. Yeah, that's where you buy you? eggs and fruit and stuff. But like, it's from the sketchy dude in a locker, right? It's a sketchy chow. Or a sketchy chow, yeah. <laughs> a sketchy chow in a locker. <laughs> what did they do at school? Like, I don't, you drop them off. Oh, they would learn something that they would then like do back in the chow garden, right? Like they could learn tambourine and then like later pull yeah. the tambourine out. Yeah, exactly. I don't think it was essential to their skills. Okay, if it so was, it I didn't know it didn't about boost it. Their stance? Not that I know of. Maybe okay. it did. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't think so, but yeah. Okay. It's a nice little add so, on. Yeah, the chows, and we each probably had our own like chows that we raised right yeah like with because you can name them and you become attached to them in a way jason J wants jason, you to tell what us you... about your chow yeah yeah i think I, I made more i did make multiple i remember the first one i did it was a mainly a flying chow it was a hero or whatever you want to call him mm -hmm. was it tom i sure I think it was Tom. <laughs> I think I named. I think I did name him Tom. That sounds very familiar now. I need. I need to go back and find that game <laughs> because somebody took it from me. I don't I remember might... who it was. It was <laughs> I think either... I have two copies. <laughs> it was uh -oh, either you or that might have been. It was either Andrew or Jamie got it from me. Yeah, and maybe e they gave it. Either to way, me. I think it's back in my hands. I can go check right after this. I'm pretty sure I've got it. Now I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. man. Now this is really awkward.
There were four different, what was it, running, flying, climbing, and swimming. And swimming. swimming. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Yep. Sounds right. And you would also level up their stamina, which is basically mm-hmm. how long they could run at full blast before they basically started crawling again. Mm-hmm. Um, the more stamina you have, the more you could like give them boosts to like run out the meter faster. And if you had plenty of meter to get through the race, then awesome. So, yes, there was races you could do, and there's also, like, these sumo fights that, I, I guess there's, I assume it was mostly stamina and power that you used in the sumo fights? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so I want to talk about the alignments, like you said. So, you can raise them as neutral, as the evil ones, or the angel ones, and it's cool because when they, they start out as babies... You take care of them, and the way you actually take care of them is hidden throughout the game, like the main game. Every enemy will drop a colored crystal that you could pick up as Sonic or any character, and then mm-hmm. hidden in little corners and behind things are these just little animals. And I'm pretty sure you could collect a combination of 10 animals or crystals throughout your run-through of a level, then go to the mm-hmm. chow garden. They would all come flying out of you. And then you would grab them and you would bring them to a chow. And that would level up their stats. But also, if you gave them an animal, they would take on an actual physical characteristic of that animal. Mm. And so for... They could be a weird mismatch of a bunch of different animals. My sister Jamie in particular would just do raccoon runs over and over again. Doing city escape, collecting raccoons. And so her chow named Goody would just be uh, a raccoon at all times. I personally didn't like it looking like animals. I wanted it to be pure. And so (laughs) I would do, like I said, those pumpkin hill runs with Knuckles to collect the skeleton dog. And skeleton dog uh, not only was a big boost to their running stat, but would get rid of the animal characteristics to just make them look normal again. Interesting. To get them to be either good or bad, just depending on which character you came into the chow garden with to take care of them, if they were good and bad. And then you could also give them good fruit, dark fruit, and things like that. But my biggest problem, and I think this is Jason's fault, (laughs) is that the way I always did it was the way to turn them to a certain alignment was to abuse them with the opposite alignment. So, if I wanted him to be dark, I would just come in with Sonic and just throw him. Throw him and throw him and throw him until he turned dark. That's how I always did it for all of my chows. And (laughs) luckily, I I never actually played it long enough for a chow to die. So, your goal is is for your chow to come back reincarnated. When it dies, it goes back into a cocoon and then should come back as an egg if you're good to it. And... Mm. That's another metagame within itself of, I think it's like on the third reincarnation, they can come back as a chaos chow, which will then never die. But huh? <laughs> our friend Andrew across the street, he played this a lot. He loved his chow. And yeah, when he started playing it, I was like, oh, this is how you get it to, to be bad. Just throw it with Sonic. And he called me one day, like freaking out. He's like, uh, 
he just went into the cocoon and disappeared. He didn't come back. Like, what just happened? Like, um, I think I found out that we're not supposed to throw them ever, and he's dead. <laughs> he's oh. not coming back. And he was devastated. He put so oh. much time into that, and I would have been too. Those, those always took forever to level up, for sure. I remember that. Mm. Yeah, I don't know what kind of game time it took for them to run a full lifespan. You guys chat. I'll see if I can figure it out. Oh, gosh. I, I don't remember ever having any issues. Okay, so one time, uh, the first I think it was the first time that I learned about this game. It was with Cameron. And I had my memory card with me because we were, like, exchanging files and, like, playing each other's games and whatnot. And at one point, you saved your Sonic file onto my memory card. I remember getting home and I think I called you or something like, oh my gosh, your game's on my memory card. <laughs> You're just like, it's fine. It's just a copy. Like, so what? I forgot know, we could copy just... memory cards. That was, that was nice. Yeah. And I remember looking at your file on Sonic and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is Cameron's game. I'm so cool right now. <laughs> um, Cause you had a lot of progress and I didn't know squad about the game. So, but I remember I can't do anything because this is Cameron's file. That would, that would be bad. But uh, that that was how I, I, I can be cool too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> look at me. I'm playing on Cameron's file. I'm so awesome. Um, I remember I had one chow that I remember, and just just one that really stood out. And his name was Doug. That's all I remember. His name was Doug, hmm. and he was an evil chow. But that was it. Doug was my chow. If there are any more, I don't remember them. That's that's the sad part about it. I feel like I got one chow to reincarnate once. Oh, yeah. But I, I feel like that was Tom. I guess that could have been a different one, but I, hmm. I distinctly remember making a lot of dragon runs, but I couldn't, I can't remember where the dragons were at. Oh, Those yeah. Were I just remember they? making dragon runs all the time because they, they boosted a lot of stats at once. Mm -hmm. But okay. I can't remember what level they were on the most. Yeah, those were hard to find, the dragons. I remember that much. I just found that to get them to reincarnate, they need to have a happiness rating above 50, except happiness is not ever told. Like, you, you don't actually see that. And I still, hmm. I'm not finding a, a number I like on their age because I just found one that says a chow year is 10 minutes in real time. The average lifespan of a chow is five years. However, that can either decrease or increase by a single year, depending on your chow's health. Hmm. That doesn't sound right. That they live an hour of game time. I feel like I've spent way more time in there. I wonder... Does that mean just like being in the garden versus being in a race? Because I've definitely got many hours of the races, right? Maybe it's just like in the garden. Yeah, like a total combined time of one hour. Well, it must be. That doesn't seem right. But. Huh. Oh, well. Do some fact checking. Know. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff we probably still don't know about those chows. There's a whole hidden world. I mean, heck, the only way to buy stuff was from a sketchy chow hidden in a school locker. <laughs> True. Anyway, I can't 
can't quite find an answer I'm happy with, but oh well. So your happiness cannot be boosted. It can't, and you can't uh, you can't determine it. And there's no way to tell. You can't that's, figure out my happiness. There's no real meter for you to see. You're supposed oh, to pet your awful. chow, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, just like with Eggman, he says Yosh. Yosh. <laughs> oh, what what you say Yosh means? It, oh, it means like like all right, like cool. <laughs> yep, <laughs> in Japanese. Oh, it's in, it, it, we probably already covered this, but with Yoshi is yeah, Yoshi, same word. Nice, Yosh. Yes, I mean Yosh. <laughs> anyway, was there anything else about this game you guys wanted to talk about? Uh, the music from this game was among the first on my iPod what? because at the time I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Like, yeah, all right, I'm listening to Sonic. So edgy. So there's fun fact. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> edgy and over the top. That was my cool offer. You're a nerd. You're a nerd. <laughs> oh, some things we never grow out of. Hence why we're all here sitting together talking about video games. <laughs> So before we wrap up this episode, we are going to play a, another round of Go On Name Them, but we're going to change the rules because as Lindsay pointed out when she was on, it just works better this way if we just do a, a back and forth. So basically what we're going to do is I'm going to give you a category and then a number of options in that category. And then Jason and Jake are just going to take turns naming things off until someone can't name one and then the other person gets the point. Does that sound clear enough for you guys? Yes. Sounds good. Okay. So we'll start off with the easy-ish question, and we'll start with uh, Jason, since you are a guest. There are, uh, if I counted right, there's like 22 animals that can be found to give to a chow in the game. Let's name those animals. Start off with one. If you take too long, I'm going to ding you. Call it. So, Jason, name an animal. Dragon. Okay. Uh, raccoon. Yep. Is there a cheetah? Yes. Uh, I'm going to go with rabbit. Correct. Oh, a gorilla. Yep. Okay. Fox. I could have sworn there was. I'm not seeing a fox. Sorry, bud. (laughs) Snap. (laughs) Nice job, Jason. (laughs) I just just barely remembered a few of them. All right. Let me me run through them. We've got the otter, penguin, seal, condor, parrot, peacock, cheetah, boar, rabbit, bear, gorilla, tiger, raccoon, sheep, skunk, we got some fun mythicals. We got a dragon, a phoenix, a unicorn, and then we have some ghosts. A bat, which is funny. If you give your chow a bat, its legs disappear and he just floats. <laughs> uh, we got the half fish, which kind of looks like swamp thing, and it turns the chow's ball above his head into a flaming ball. That's pretty cool. And then last, we've got the skeleton dog. Oh, nice. So why don't I remember unicorns? <laughs> That seems like something that would be on the game. 
Dude, it must be pretty rare, because I don't remember that or the Phoenix. Hmm. Huh. Remember dragons. <laughs> yeah, dragons. I remember those dragons and those being hard to find. All right, so... And the uh, foxes, too. <laughs> <laughs> Quiet. Foxes either. are really hard to find. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like they're not there. <laughs> so, there are 13 playable characters in this game, including the multiplayer. Jake, okay. I'll start with you. Okay. Uh, we're going to go with Tails. Okay. Sonic. Nice. Shadow. Yep. Dr. Eggman. Mm, let me check. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jake? Uh, is good. Knuckles. Yes. I don't know how you say your name. Rouge? Yes. Is that your okay. Or is it Rogue? I don't know. I don't know how to spell. Oh. I think it's Rouge. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Rouge. So you've na- you've named all of the campaign characters. Okay. Let's see. I'm drawing a blank. Wait, wait. Oh, never mind. Never mind. I, I can't. I don't know. You can't name any multiplayer? Uh, no. Okay. Jason, name a multiplayer to take the win. Uh, the only character I can think of is Amy, but I don't Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's like the uh, only other one I can one. think of. <laughs> yeah. So there's nice. Amy and Metal Sonic for the, rank, the running levels. And then... For the robot levels, they added a, a neutral and a dark chow robot. And then there's oh. Chaos Zero, the liquid-looking guy, who is actually, I think, the villain of the first Sonic Adventure. Um, okay. okay. But then it says uh, Tykel the Akinda. I don't remember her. I don't either. I assume hmm. she was the fourth in the... Search for the Diamonds minigame. She look she looks like Knuckles, but all like spiritual and orange. Hmm. Anyway. Okay. And then it has Big the Cat, and I don't remember seeing Big the Cat in this game at all. That's why I'm confused. <laughs> Wait, Sonic Adventure 2 Battle? Yeah. Big the Cat? Yeah, I was, Yeah, I don't think he's in it. <laughs> <laughs> I so don't I remember. Just, him. I think it's just twelve. So I think all the others except that one. Okay. Okay. I remember the oh, Chows now. I do remember that. Okay. Okay. All right. Very uh, nice. Last question. I saved the, the hardest for last here. I can't <laughs> even count how many there are. Let's say 30. Don't know if this is right. There are 30 levels in this game. Each one has a name. How can you name those levels? Jason, we'll oh, start with you. Gosh. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I re- randomly remember Wild Hunt. Mm, no, it's it's Wild Canyon. Let's okay. keep going. Let's keep going. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you already won, but let's see what else you can get. Jake, mm, uh, I'm gonna go with Pumpkin Hill. Yeah, Nims Knuckles. We're here in Pumpkin Hill, <laughs> and we're digging for emeralds. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, anything else? Oh man, this is uh, I can't can't remember the level names, but come on, what's the first level? City, city escape. There you go. I remember that one. 
That's it. I think. Jake, you got one more in you? Uh, I would love to say yes, but unfortunately, I'd be lying if I said yes. All right. Drawing a blank, just like the characters. <laughs> uh, so apparently, apparently, Pumpkin Hill is very memorable. Yes, <laughs> it was. Kind of theme it was. Song. Anyway, so <laughs> Jake, you have won, or, or not Jake's. <laughs> We're trying to trick me. Jason, you have won our trivia game. Well done. Well, thank you. Um, <laughs> nice job, Jason. I looked up a few things, but that's about it. So, <laughs> got lucky. Uh, uh, I'll run through the levels with you real quick. City Escape, Iron Gate, Wild Canyon, Dry Lagoon, Prison Lane, Sand Ocean, Metal Harbor, Radical Highway. Come on, should have got Radical Highway. Green Forest, Egg, Egg Quarters, Pumpkin Hill, Lost Colony, Mission Street, Weapons Bed, Aquatic Mine, Security Hall, White Jungle, Hidden Base, Pyramid Cave, Sky Rail, Death Chamber, Mad Space, Eternal Engine, Cosmic Ball, Meteor Herd, Final Chase, Final Rush, Crazy Gadget, Cannon's Core. Should have at least remembered Final Rush. (laughs) Yeah. Radical Highway. Yeah, Radical Highway is Shadow's first level. My brother Josh is going to be really disappointed with me and my knowledge. Just FYI. Get it together. Josh is counting. He's probably listening to this. Okay, guys, let's wrap it up. So thank you for uh, chatting with Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, which was an incredible game that uh, I'm sure in hindsight is not actually that good, like most of our memories. But, you know, at the time, it was great. It was Sonic. It had so much to do, endlessly replayable with the Chows, and, you know, made an impression. We loved this game. Yes. Definitely. It was a good good. time. (laughs) Miss those simpler times. That's for sure. Yes. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, And thank you very much, Jason, for coming back. Or not for coming back, for coming in general. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Yeah. (laughs) I'm back. (laughs) I mean, everyone feels like you're already a part of this because I talk about you in just about every week. Gosh, it's true. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So thank you, Jason. My name's Cameron. And I'm Jake. Have an awesome nerdy week. Bye-bye. Can you feel that?